This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Welcome to the Big O Money Show with me, Bill Altman, and my co-host, Tony Shore, here with us, as always. And it's just us two again, ladies and gentlemen, here at Premier Advisory Group. Again, you're listening to the Big O Money Show on 1110 KFAB right here in Omaha. But you might be streaming us, too. You might be listening. Uh, This might be a past episode by the time you're listening. I don't know. But welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome all of our current uh, listeners and loyal listeners and, uh, and, of course, all of everybody that's tuning in for the first time. Hopefully, we can have some fun here. It's supposed to be a financial show, but you never know. We might talk about <laughs> chickens and tractors, and I just don't know. I love it. Um, big news, Tony, going on. You're just talking about it. We were talking pre-show about the Afghanistan. You know, we're not going to belabor this. We know it's happening, but... You know, it doesn't seem like people are going to be getting out of there. You know, it's a tough, it's a tough situation right now. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's got it's getting worse, and uh, now they say there's a terrorist activity at the airport, an explosion near one of the airport gates. So interesting and uh, sad for those remaining uh, that were trying to get out. Um, so that's a tough situation over there, and um, you know, there's a lot of tough things happening in the world. That seems to be. Uh, the hot spot right now, though, Bill, and, you know, the world is crazy. I mean, between Afghanistan and the Federal Reserve, uh, it feels like we're between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, sure <laughs> does. Yeah. I had yeah. to bring up the Fed, didn't I? You did. You know, and the, and the Fed, they're meeting virtually now. So, that, you know, it's a Friday was a virtual meeting and no longer, you know, the in-person and the, the illness deal with covid and all yeah. this nonsense we're dealing with here still and and you know so regardless you know what does this mean and we i was thinking about this first i was reading an article not too long ago by bm bmo capital um there's a gentleman uh, by the name of brian belsky who's their chief investment strategist brian's joined us at uh the various summits over the years over at gradient headquarters in minneapolis and he is an interesting guy again, chief investment strategist at BMO. This is the big deal, right? So he's right. a big deal. That's huge. And he he, tur- he turned this whole tapering with the Fed because we're talking about tapering, right? We're talking about not pumping as much money basically in into the system sure. and kind of let, letting letting that loose a little bit. And we think that the whole thought behind when the Fed meets is you know this big temper tantrum that the market throws and the market starts freaking out. So we have our T you know, in taper as a, as a temper tantrum, a tantrum, (laughs) but it, but it's true. When people Mm. talk about rates, think about it though. When people talk about, or the fed talks about raising rates or lowering rates, the market responds really in the appropriate direction. When they raise rates, it's letting air out of the tires. The economy is, is kind of softening up a little bit. They're trying to slow it down when they, when they lower rates, they're trying to pump air into the tire. They're increasing the economy. They want, they want money out there. And then we have this quantitative 
easing, which is all this extra liquidity being pumped into the market. But all the Fed is talking about right now is not necessarily stopping that. Okay, it's like, you know, I I don't think... you know, it's like it's sad that you have to wean off, but it, it's a wean off. This is an addiction situation the United States has with the Federal Reserve and its monetary policy. It's, it's all it is. It's it's a pure addiction. Right. You know, and yeah. so now it's kind of just weaning off and it's OK. That's what they're going to do. And and I don't think it's a reason to to go crazy and to make huge changes or reactions. I still think we're we're grinding higher. You know, we do have our. Afghanistan issues and our COVID and our variants and and all of that. But again, we have to think back at all the different pressures that we've seen in the United States and globally, and we have gotten through them. Yeah, right? and some really tough times. I mean, yeah, we've gotten through a lot of tough things like 9-11 and a lot of uh, major, major issues, major problems in with the EU and the global economy. And we, we've gotten through them. And the U.S., uh, really, a lot of uh, in a lot of ways, the dollar is strong and the the U.S. is is good uh, in a lot of ways. Obviously, COVID, Afghanistan, things like that, inflation. We see those uh, creeping in, uh, but I do appreciate the fact that uh, a lot of uh, American businesses and markets seem to still be healthy through it all. Uh, so far, so good anyway, and so. Uh, There is reason to be optimistic, and we usually pull through these things. I mean, even it seems like even Congress is trying to get some things done, you know, with a a budget bill. And uh, (laughs) it seems like something actually might get passed and might get done. Uh, that yep. would be amazing in and of itself, right? <laughs> you just getting things done and through through it, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, and and it's and you know it's funny. There's there a board meeting that I was you know in attendance of here recently, and uh, I was reminded that sometimes the board's responsibility was to support the decisions of oh. the of the direction of of something you know and, and you know and you know me if anybody knows me i'm giving my i'm giving my input baby right you well, know what you're, I mean? you're, you're not I'm telling them home. what they want to hear you're telling them what they need to hear that's what financial well, advisors do that's right that's right and so you know it just is what it is sometimes and like we've mentioned before sometimes we have to play the cards you know yeah yeah, we have to, you know. So if we're back to our ta- our, ta- our our tapering, right? And we and Brian says, well, this is just too much vapor. So what's what comes next is our A. That's for our allocation. We have to make uh, sure our portfolios are properly allocated and we're tilting that portfolio. And where are you at with your your stock bond mix? I mean, let's start there. Where are you with your risk tolerance, your risk score? How do you feel about risk? Where where exactly do you lie within that whole realm, right? How much risk can you take mentally? How much risk can you take? Do you lose sleep at night? Um, are you freaking out about it? Well, if you are and if you're making rash decisions, risk probably isn't probably the best choice for you. You should probably lighten it up on it a little bit, right? Right. Because this market is not, it's not a weak person's game. I'll tell you that one thing, but but if you can allow an advisor to kind of take control, if you can allow portfolio management and professionals to do what they do, if you can be a person, I'm not saying just a buy and holder, okay? But if you can be someone that stays the course, right? And it doesn't freak you out a lot and you have proper asset allocation. You're in the, at the, at the right place, the right time. It's not a perfect science, but we have to be careful about, you know, 
timing that market. And, and again, that's just an, a recipe for failure almost always. And so we have to make sure that we have that proper allocation for you. We're pro- following the proper risk tolerance for you. And if it is a safety piece of your allocation, do you want that safety really in the bond market, right? And how safe is the bond market? And, and, the, and obviously you want, you want it safe. So you don't want to be in any risk or junk on the bond side, you know, so you want these safer bonds, but they're not going to hardly pay any interest right now. We see that. Yeah. You, or the but term. are they going to keep up with inflation? That's the problem and that's, there. And that's, and that's exactly right. If we can build an equity portfolio with all equities or a good portion of equities, a little bit of dry powder within there, and then the other side of your portfolio have a bond alternative where you're, you don't have that same level of risk as the equity side, but you have a lot better performance than the, than the bond. And I think that's where you try to design this properly. But if that allocation's not right on, you're just going to be shooting yourself in the foot, right? you know, and, and that's not a good, that's not a good way. Um, Tony, if p- people think that, you know, like m- making the big call, right? And this goes back to that perspective, you know, of what we think the market is going to do. This big freak out of the Fed meeting in, in Jackson Hole or big freak out of COVID coming and, you know, taking over the world or, or the, you know, the Taliban rushing through the southern border. So we hear all this craziness, right? And I'm not saying any of that's not possible, Right. right. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I am saying that I think we need to keep our heads on straight. And sometimes we know the we know things are always going to be in harm's way. Right. And, right. you know, unless you just go safety and hide under the bed forever. But I just don't think that's going to be your your best path, you know. But I mean, if you're the type of person that wants to buy that ranch out in Montana and and hoard it all. And I mean, that sounds fun, uh, you know, so I'm with just in, yeah. invite me is all I ask. Yeah. But most, most people want to continue to live their life. They want to know where their income is coming from. They want to make sure that they're, they're allocated properly. They don't want to go on vacation thinking about it or how much money can I spend or how long will this last me? You know, that's a lot of, those are common thoughts when it comes to retirement, right? How long will this income stream? I met with two the two people in here, it's Steve and Judy. Steve and Judy says, they say, hey, Bill, you know, uh, the, I'm, I'm waiting for the call when you say that I'm running out of money or I'm out of money. I'm waiting for the call. And and I'm like, well, wow. you know, we don't we don't want to ever have to make that call. No. And I want to let you know well in advance that 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 if that call ever had to happen, it's because you're kind of making mistakes. You're doing things that you shouldn't be doing. You're sure. overdrawing your portfolio. And my job is to tell you that those aren't good conversations, Tony. It's not no. good when, a, you know, when I have to have a come to Jesus meeting with a client to say, Hey, you need to lighten up on the spending, dude. Yeah. You know, you got to slow your roll. You got to, you know, you get, you have to make changes. You have to put your family on a budget. You have to pull a credit card away. You know what I mean though? You yeah. have to sell a second home. I mean, we've had these conversations with our clients and they're, they are tough, but that's what, that's my job. Sometimes it's as as much as a counseling job as it is a portfolio (laughs) management job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. People get themselves into trouble and you're there to help them, uh, help keep them from making mistakes. I mean, that's the key, the financial mistakes, because certain things, if they make the wrong decisions can be so costly. And it's not just about personal budgeting. Uh, You mentioned that example, but, you know, they can make mistakes with when they file for Social Security or what they do with their IRAs or 
you, like you said, maybe they, you know, they're too, too much in bonds because they think that's what they need for safety. And so bonds aren't making any money. And so you really have to help them make decisions that aren't going to hurt them financially. And that's what you're there to do. And I think that's so important right. for people to understand. And people just need a, a solid strategy and a plan in place so they don't have to worry when things get hot in the Middle East or, uh, you know, inflation rises a bit. Uh, that's what gives your, your clients can still have a peace of mind about their finances, knowing that they're actively managed, that they're well balanced, you know, yep. uh, that they're where they need to be. Well, you know, like if you go back to that couple that I was talking to, you know, you do think as an advisor, you're you're like, oh, geez, are we pulling out more than I, you know what I mean, more than I thought? You yeah. Know, why do they have this? You know, we've met all these times and we've created these reports and 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 they've had these reports in hand and they know this money is is conservatively allocated or whatever. We have conservative projections and and all that kind of jazz and we should be fine. So why is this question coming up? And I have to remind myself, this isn't their everyday job. This is not what they did they had totally different professions in the world. You know what I mean? So as much as I know, when we put these things together and we make sure that our projections are very conservative, people will say, well, geez, Bill, you're recommending this portfolio and you're showing me right here that it's averaged, you know, this and you're, why are you putting half of that return down as the projection? Mm. You know? Um, and I'm, oh, I said, well, what if, what if the market just doesn't perform? What happens if we go through a bad time or a or a ten year time horizon where where you know we just run into just a bad stretch? And we've seen that before. We've seen two thousand through two thousand ten where you know you, you didn't really make any money. Had to be you know you had to be doing things very well to be making anything during that time. The markets were just so volatile. Or you take those three years right after. Or during 9-11, Tony, you know, right after the big dot-com boom yeah. and, and we run into the year 2000, end of 99, turn the corner and and you thought that, you know, the clocks wouldn't work and computers are shutting down. And in fact, it was a dot-com bust, you know, 2000, 2001 and 2002 and people, you know, three negative years on the stock market. People wonder, is that going to happen again? Is it going to hit me again? When will it hit me? Uh, will it happen again? Sure. I would say so. I don't know when though. And that's the whole thing is, and no one has that crystal ball. That's why we have to have the portfolio properly allocated for when that time happens. If that time happens, we're not freaking out. We're staying the course because we know that we're going to get through it, you know, and I'll, and like I tell a lot of people and you know, you folks, if you, if the market never recovers and it never gets through it, we're in a lot bigger, a lot bigger trouble. But if you have that mentality, you're just, it's going to hurt you. You know, yeah. it's not a good yeah. pessimistic uh, viewpoint in the world. And I know things are crazy. I know they're all over the place and, and things could have been done differently, but we've gotten through all of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yep. so if the second coming of Christ is around the corner, amen. You know what I mean? Yep. But exactly. but I but I, I I don't think that we should be trying to predict that. Well, and no, so because we, people have for the last, you know, uh, 2000 years and it hasn't always right. worked out. You can't you've got to live your life. 
Yeah, you take, you know, you go back. So you go back to that couple and you say, hey, we pull up these reports and we say, hey, the compass report shows we're doing great. Is this still the situation? Is this still the situation? Oh, and by the way, you know, sir, between the age of 66 and 70, you chose to take a haircut on your Social Security benefits. We filed a restricted application to receive spousal benefits from your wife, which you're able to do. So for those four years, you got 150% of your wife's Social Security, which was a little bit smaller. And then at the end, when you maximized your SOCH to 132%, you turn yours on. And all of a sudden, your Social Security goes from the $700 mark that you're receiving half of your spouses, right? All of a sudden to $2,700 a month. And so we just found another two grand at 70. You're, we're we're kind of trying to keep you up with inflation. We're yeah. using these strategies. Take the sacrifice now for this more later, you know, and at the same time, then we're able to reduce distributions from the investment account at that time. Um, and, and things just work. And it's not a large estate. This isn't some, some you know, million dollar estate we're talking about. It's not a large estate. This is someone that has, they've worked middle class. They've put together a nest egg. They've put kids through college. They've had tough times. They've rebuilt. They're retired within the last year. And it's all about keeping it together. Right. But we still need some type of respectable return. We still need the allocation. We still have to make sure that we're the stuff we're invested in is good and fundamental and solid. And we have a plan and a contingency. And that's the key. We have the plan. Then we review the plan and they sit there and they're like, "Okay, I guess you're not making the call yet. You're not letting us know that we have to shut shut down the eighteen hundred bucks a month that we're taking from the portfolio. Right. I said, no, no, we don't. In fact, at these ultra conservative projections, we have it living as long as you could possibly ever live. Well, you know, geez, unless you lived way out into your hundreds or something, but you get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that is great. And I think it's really important. It's because you put that plan in place for them and our listeners out there, if they want to get a plan put in place, how do they get a hold of you, Bill? Tony, yes, I would love to talk to you. So uh, give us a call directly here at the office, 402-557-6730. Again, 402-557-6730. And we're right here in Omaha, about 114th and Dodge, right in that Miracle Hills Business Park. So yep, give us a call and come on in, Com- uh, complimentary consultation. I'd love to sit down with you. There you go. Well, and you know, it, it's a great discussion because people do get worried. They panic. And, you know, the media bill just just whips people up into a frenzy about everything. And, you know, sometimes it's it's legit. There are legitimate uh, concerns and worries. The flooding in Tennessee is just terrible. I don't know if you've been seeing that and yeah. drought in other areas. Um, it's unbelievable. The some of the weather catastrophes, Afghanistan. But you still have to live your life. Like you said, you, you can't just crawl under the bed and stay there. So. Right. Uh, get a plan in place, especially in regards to your finances. And, you know, we started off our discussion talking about the Fed and I guess they call it the Jackson Hole meeting. I, I, you know, they're not even meeting in person, but I, I'm picturing them all skiing. The Federal Reserve people skiing in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Pr- pr- probably not. On, uh, yeah, not at this time of year. Steep maybe. and deep, they always say about the snow there, but not not in August. But yeah. Uh, I've been there. Have you ever been there to Jackson? I, I have. I've, I've skied it. Yeah, I've skied it as well. It's Beautiful. fabulous. Now, yep. now, when I skied it, it was 1988. 
the win- oh, okay. winner gotcha. of 1988. So that's, okay, cool. I'm dating myself a little bit. <laughs> well, Tony, it's uh, I don't, you know, it, it's changed probably a little bit. I've been there within the last couple of years. Of but course, you I would say it's still pretty, uh, still pretty uh, similar. You know, it's old school. That's the nice thing about it. It's kind of like uh, it hasn't the vi- changed. Yeah, kind of like the vinyl back here on my desk. Tony. Oh yeah, I'm and, looking over your uh, right shoulder there, and you've got a new you got a new turntable set up with some powered yeah. speakers, a little phono amp, and yeah. uh, some vinyl. You're getting it back into the vinyl. I love it, Bill. Yeah, I think you just got to keep it real, you know, yeah. and, and we got to make sure that we keep this old school and, and the audio quality. You know, people thought, you know, you go digital and it's so amazing and everything. But after Tony, Tony's a big music guy. And, you know, at Tony's home, he has a collection of, of vinyl like you would never believe. Right. Put Homer's out of business. <laughs> and and uh, but, you know, you get into it and he says, well, you know, the sound waves are much uh, uh, clearer or, or more yep. fluid or, yep. or whatever Versus these like sharp ups and downs and and with uh, with digital and you can tell. So, you know, in the afternoons, we might put on a little I don't know, we might put on a little Van Halen or something. Sure. Some classic rock or and we got to get you some nice jazz records, too. We got to get you some good records there. You know, you and I will have to hit up Homer's. Right. And uh, Homer's a drastic plastic in uh, in old uh, old market area. Yeah, well, I'm just going to come out to your cabin there in Stillwater. Yeah. Real cool, too. I can't wait to have my kids kind of get into it and get familiar because they're just not at all familiar. I mean, there's nothing at our house, and, you know, we just didn't grow up in that time. Sure. you know, it just is what it is. My folks, you know, I can always remember a, a record player always on the oh, yeah. buffet or whatever, but yep. I just can't remember it being used a whole lot. It was more getting into, you're getting a little further into what, I mean, eight, I remember eight track players oh, even in a couple yeah. of their cars early on. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, then the, the, the cassettes, cassettes and then your yep. CDs and yep. now everything is streaming and, you know, but, you know, I think it's important to, re, you know, remember these roots yeah. and it's important that I I keep my head on straight too. It helps me kind of focus. It really does. It's kind of weird to say, but with our investing, we want to make sure that you don't get ca- caught up in all the new hype. Sometimes I right. think we want to make sure that you you stay fundamental and you can stay a little old school. And and there's nothing wrong with that. You right. know, it's maybe slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, s- smooth. Let, uh, smooth out the peaks and valleys. Yep. Right. And investing. That's funny, Tony, because we talk about that. We smooth out the peaks and valleys i tell clients that all the time who wants peaks and valleys in their life highs and lows emotional roller coasters who wants peaks and valleys in your portfolio it's like oh my gosh a huge high one month and a huge low the next yeah. month like geez it's like you know you mentally talk about a stroking out at some yeah. point yeah so this this helps keeps us keeps us old sure. school, Tony. Well, and you know what, Bill, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yep, give me a call. If you have any questions about today's show or any other show, or you'd like to sit down for a complimentary consultation with myself, Bill Kaiser on Medicare, Julie on Tax, any one of us here at the Premier Advisory Group, give us a call four zero two. 557-6730. Again, that's 557-6730 right here in Omaha and enjoy your weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Big O Money Show. 
don't pay too much for taxes, or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.